Welcome back, everybody, to We Talk Film. I am your host, as always, Barry, joined, as always, by Clayton. How you doing, Clayton? Hey, Barry, welcome hey. back to another episode. Oh, boy. It is another episode <laughs> of We Talk Film, episode 29. Clayton, 29 episodes of We Talk Film. Wow. That's impressive. That's insane. I'm glad that, that you remember impressive. the number because when you the way you said it, I thought you were going to be like, what hey, What number are we up to? And I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah, what I've, number I've are we up to? I don't know. <laughs> I, I lost count after five. Let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could name three of our episodes. <laughs> that's, that's no, fine. neither can I. The only one I can remember ah. is like the first one we ever did was Cocaine Bear. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no, I can remember the first the episode. Like, <laughs> that's the, the only episode I ever need to remember oh, <laughs> is Cocaine God. Bear. It's a terrible episode too. If you go back and listen to it, this, the yeah, audio quality yeah. alone—it's we don't oh, we didn't man. know what we're doing. Oh Still man, don't know we didn't what know what we're doing. Exactly, you know, we just kind of go with the flow. Still figuring it out. We're slowly, we're getting there. So and we still <laughs> We have obviously a few things going on today, but as always, before we get ahead with any of the stuff we're talking about today, spoiler warning ahead. Because, you know, we always forget it when we actually start talking about the stuff. So I thought I'd press it now True. before we actually start talking about the stuff. But before <laughs> we do that stuff as well, we're obviously going to go straight into the news. All right. Well, we got some new trailers this week, Barry. I don't know if you caught up with any of them. Um, there there wasn't really anything that cat that caught my eye, except for this film called The Bike Riders, uh, starring Austin Butler and Tom Hardy. Got a trailer the other day. Um, it looks cool. Ooh. It's set in 1965. It's kind of groovy. It looks like it's kind of an Easy Rider sort of modern take on a whole gangster bikey film in the 60s. Yep, and that's coming yep. out December 1st in theaters, so it's not that far away. And I, I hadn't heard about it until this morning, so I'll check it out. It looks cool. Have you seen that one, Barry? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I did see the trailer for it. Um, Yeah, it's got Tom Hardy, you know, it's got Elvis in it, and a few other reputable, well-known actors as well. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, yeah, there neither. was a couple of other names that I saw, saw on there. Um, like Charlie, Hull- Charlie Hullum, isn't it? Oh, yes. Um, as yes. well. So, you know, that's I pretty mean. cool because since he was in Sons of Anarch- Anarchy as well, that's, um, yeah, pretty cool seeing yeah, him sense, back doing something like that again. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. But we no, we also got some other trailers. We got a couple of superhero movies. Uh, the first one is we got a trailer for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom coming out December 20. That's right. That's a film that's still coming out that I totally oh. forgot about. <laughs> it somehow looks more generic than the first one. And the first one was pretty damn yeah. generic, Barry. <laughs> like, this looks yeah. awful. Yeah. The CGI looks worse. Um, but um, yep. I'm excited to see more Tamura Morrison. So <laughs> I'll, Why not? I'll watch it just for Why him. not? That's about yep. it. That's um, really about it. Yes, and then we got two other ones that I'm not sure if you know about because um, both streaming exclusive things. Uh, one of them is a film called Pet Cemetery Bloodlines coming to Paramount Plus on October sixth. You watched the yes, trailer I for this one? I did see that though. one. I did this actually one, watch the trailer for that one. Doesn't look too bad. I mean, considering no. we haven't really got a good Pet Cemetery film <laughs> like ever. Yeah, well, that's the thing now because this bad. is. Not a remake of oh, the um, movie or the or the book or anything like that. It's yeah, like what is yeah. it actually going to be necessarily about and everything like that. So I'm actually kind of interested in seeing it like, more of that world, I suppose. Yeah, I'm sure because I don't think the book ever got a sequel or a continuation. So it'd be kind of no, cool no, it didn't. To see a, so. a spin on that story because I love the story. 
the um the novel yeah. and the book and everything. Yeah, Pet Cemetery is really cool, and I like the first movie despite it not being a good movie. I like that one. So I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm sure. I'm all for it. I like yeah. seeing animals that are evil <laughs> and people yeah. that are evil. And mostly people, mostly people in this. <laughs> mostly one. people. Um, speaking of people, here's a movie with everyone in it because um, this ties into the movie that we're talking about later on. Is this some new movie from Mr. Wes Anderson coming for Netflix? Uh, it's called The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, and it's going to be that short film. You remember we talked about it? Um, ah, yeah, we did a talk about weeks this. Ago when yep, it was yep, announced, yep. but it, it got a trailer. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch oh, okay. is shining in it. It's a very, very Sherlock vibes to it. Oh, he's shining. Is he shining? Like, is he like Twilight shining? <laughs> no, he's talking to the audience. I guess he's shining oh, with the okay. audience and shining metaphorically, like the star he is. But, <laughs> but that movie looks kind of cool. Uh, it'd be exciting to see a short film from Mr. Wes. So, yeah, I'm yeah. happy for that. But that concludes yep, yep. our trailers. Uh, moving on to some more news. All of my st- all of my news stories are Marvel related, except for the wacky oh, one at the end. Great. But we'll get to that. It, it's just, oh, just nothing happened this week. Wow. Well, it's been a very dry week in the film. Uh, it the must be a dry week if we're talking about Marvel. Nothing, yep. nothing else has come out of anything. Uh, otherwise, we'd, re- we'd be reporting some more important facts. But these yeah. are cool, cool nonetheless. Uh, our first story comes out of Loki Season 2, where an executive producer has confirmed that Jonathan Majors is a big part of this season. His character of Ooh, Kang, or okay. one of the Kangs, is a yep. bigger role than we thought. I mean, we saw uh, the Professor-looking Kang variant in it, and apparently he's going to be bigger than we thought, or there's going to be more yep. of him. I'm, I'm all for it. I like seeing him. Yep. He's yep. been the best part of recent years is when they utilize him properly. So if anything's going to utilize him properly, uh, it'll be Loki. So that's cool. Oh, yeah. More, uh, very much more Jonathan Majors, sure. more Loki. Uh, da, 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 da. And this one here. Marvel is reportedly... And this is coming from inside leaks and rumors. Um, is playing Secret Wars until twenty twenty eight at least? Um, it's wow. Seems like it's just they're pushing everything back. There's nothing set in yep. stone really. It, 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 uh, okay. You know, <laughs> they had about thirty movies planned before they got to Secret Wars, so it doesn't surprise yeah, me that it's yeah. being pushed back till then. Which I mean, think about that. Is that's only like five years away? It's not too much of a stretch, really. No, I mean, no, but you know, it's kind of interesting because then it will be what? How many years after last Avengers film? Then, oof, when yeah, well, that'll Endgame mark that'll mark out. twenty years since Iron Man came out. So, <laughs> oh wow, that's a, okay, that's a big wow, amount. that's oh, yes, a long 20, time. Twenty twenty-eight. <laughs> Endgame was 2019, right? So that's nine years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine years after the last Avengers film, which. You know, wow. it makes sense because all of the Avengers that are makes old me feel old. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I remember seeing the first Avengers in cinemas, and there's kids I remember that are watching these ones Iron that Man haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, so I was a yeah, too young for Damn. Iron Man. I was five Damn. when Iron Man came out, but I still remember watching yeah, it yeah. before I watched Avengers. So like, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. But no, it's crazy. We're oh, we're getting old, Barry. We're getting. I know. We're getting old. How do you think I feel? I'm ancient. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, Barry. You're going to be in your 30s when Secret Wars comes out. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely going to have white hair by then. That's for sure. You're going to be in a retirement home like before we get to Secret Wars. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, All right. 
Oh, and uh, it turns out I do have a story that isn't Marvel. I just I wrote it in the <gasps> middle of them because they're kind of connected. Yay. They're both Disney. Uh, Star Good Wars Lando, the uh, show that was reportedly in development yes. from Mr. Donald Glover himself was writing and directing it, is becoming a movie now. It's no longer a show. It's being developed as a yep. movie. It's cool. It'll probably just be a yeah. similar sort of thing to Solo. Sure. Yeah. I'm all for yeah. it. We need more I'm Star all Wars for movies. It too. Yeah. Cool. Um, I yeah, have faith that's in the thing. It's been such a long time now since we've had a Star Wars film. I really want a Star Wars film. Um, ASAP. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I want one <laughs> now. Give it to I me. I want good Star Wars. Yes. Good Star yeah, Wars. Yeah. Anyway, switching back over to Wars, but you know. <laughs> the Marvel <laughs> side. Um, we got a room, another rumor that Daniel Radcliffe, Mr. Harry Potter himself, has a secret yep. role in Deadpool 3. And I, I can yep. tell by your smile that you knew about this. So I'm, I'm oh, curious yeah. to see who you think Mr. Harry Potter is going to be playing in Deadpool 3. Uh, I can <laughs> give you a very high percentage as to what he's going to be playing. Because of think? like <laughs> He's going to be playing a variant of Wolverine. But yes, because he was rumored to re- um, to replace yes. Hugh Jackman. Yep, yep. Don't see it, but um, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I always thought it was like a weird casting choice. I yeah, I think it's going to be like a quick cameo type thing of him in a Wolverine suit or something like that. Just the type of Probably. movie by the sounds of it, and what it is, and everything. They got to make a joke out of it. Mm. Um, which Daniel Radcliffe, knowing his stuff, he would be down for as well. Um, or he's just going to be some side character you know maybe that has a bit more of a potential character arc in it because still very little information is coming out about that film or actual accurate information because even the director sean levy or whatever is literally just like oh yeah no all those casting rooms you heard like some of them are true some of them are not you'll find out when the movie (laughs) comes out that's great i love that guy he's just messing with everyone because yeah this movie is messing with everyone sounds more insane every week where every week we cover this movie and we're like a thousand more people are in it it's it's just getting more more insane i know they like well they bring up the date or whatever to be releasing next year which i don't i think it's going to be pushed back now because they're only halfway done through filming of it and everything so you know um i think it's going to be pushed back to late 2024 now depending on how much longer the strikes go for because obviously, yeah, they're still going on at the yeah. moment, and it needs to be sorted, please. I want to have at least some good films coming out <laughs> in the next year. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, it does seem like it's getting pushed back. Um, but yeah, Marvel have um <laughs> have decided to uh, release something special for Halloween this year. I'm not sure if you are aware of what's coming out on Halloween, Barry. It's something different. It's something never before seen. Mm. It's impressive. You're gonna love it. Know what oh, it is? but we, we we have seen it before, just not in uh, color. <laughs> it's Werewolf by Night, but it's in color. It's Werewolf by yeah. Day. <laughs> Obviously, they had nothing planned for um, no. Halloween this year, so they're just like, oh, let's re-release the thing we released last year, but this time in color. <laughs> sure. I mean, I, I'll watch it just so that I can see yeah. like more of the costumes and stuff in color. Yeah, so yeah. I'd looks- like to see what they all look like and stuff like that. But I suppose like the yeah. end of it, it was in color anyway. Of the special, yeah. um, I still the like werewolf. the black and white version of it. We didn't get to see the werewolf. Um, I just, yeah, that overall aesthetic. Yeah, but I'll I'll give it a watch again. You know, I kind of sure. forgot about it. I it was one it. of the best things Marvel released like last year as well. So yeah, no, that's true. It was it was good. It was a good watch. Um, 
Do, yeah. do, do, do. That is it for my Marvel news, which is it for the news Ooh, news because there's nothing news. else happened. Because we get on to this. the wacky news. Oh, wacky news. All right. So this is the second wacky story involving the Pope that we've covered on this show. And <laughs> I can tell by your reaction, Barry, that you're like, what the hell? What's the Pope doing again? <laughs> What's the well, Pope this... doing again? Well, Mr. Francis met with... Uh, Sylvester Stallone recently, uh, and <laughs> no, I just know okay. his family was on a holiday. <laughs> that's or already something. wacky. Let, that's the saying those two words combined. <laughs> the Pope meeting Sylvester Stallone is probably the wackiest thing. <laughs> it's true. Well, anyway, I watched the clip. Um, so Rocky goes up to him and he's like, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan. You know, Adrian told me all about you, and then. And then uh, Mr. Francis <laughs> turns to him and he goes, "No, the honor's all mine. We grew up with your films." And the Pope, the the Pope's like, "I I love your movies." And Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> he raises his fists and he's like, "Oh, we're gonna fight then." And then the Pope like goes, "Hoo hoo!" and does like little punches at him. And I never thought and I'd see Sylvester the... Stallone, and then he died. <laughs> so now there's like a video of the Pope going to punch Sylvester Stallone. And oh, that is great. That is great. It's really funny because it's like I'm not sure the Pope is allowed to make like violent gestures towards people, even as like a, <laughs> as a joke. I don't know. These are dry, man. But you know rule. that that is funny. That is probably a broken rule. He's gonna get kicked out now. <laughs> no, no, no. They're all good fans of his films, so he yeah. gets away with it. <laughs> Look, we all it's, love it's... you, Adrian. <laughs> They all, uh, oh, they all, that's great. So, yeah, that concludes our wacky news, Barry. Let's move on to that the is main... some wacky news. Main event for tonight, Mr. Barry-son. The main event for tonight. Ooh. Yes, there has uh. been a film that has been out for a while now. Um, we have discussed it about many times on the podcast, if we weren't going to do it, but we ended up mm-hmm. doing it just for the special episode 29. Because, you know, 29 is an odd number, and this is such an odd film. So we watch <laughs> Asteroid segue, City, directed by Wes Anderson. Writers were Wes Anderson and Roman Coppola as well. Coppola, oh, okay. um, which is yeah. obviously Francis Ford Coppola's son. Um, yeah, I was a bit surprised by that. But obviously, yes, you know, it's a Wes Anderson film, so you're going to have Jason Swartzman in it, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Wright, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Jack Ryan, Grace Edwards... Basically, every single person that he's worked with has Willem appeared Defoe, in this film. And Margot more. Robbie, Willem Dafoe, Maya Margot Hawk. Robbie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the list goes on and yeah. on and on for this film. Matt Dillon, Jeff Goldblum for two seconds. Yep, that's right. <laughs> every that single person insane, that's ever worked film. in cinema. So I will give you a quick synopsis upon this film. Following a writer on his world-famous fictional play about a grieving father who travels with his tech-obsessed family to small rural Asteroid City to compete in a junior stargazing event only to have his worldview disrupted forever. Dun-dun-dun! Yes, this is probably, and this is what I've heard from other reviews and stuff, the most Wes Anderson Wes Anderson has ever Wes Andersoned. It's true. He wears Anderson so hard that Wes Anderson looks like Wes Anderson compared to this Wes Anderson. It's insane, Barry. <laughs> it is insane. 
Like, so, this yes. is on a whole nother level, oh, this movie. God, go for yeah. it, Clayton. You want to talk about it, Bill? Go, go oh, talk about Barry. it. <laughs> oh, Barry. So, you watched this film last night, and I watched this film this morning. Um, You sent me a yep, message yep. saying it's not his best work. You were like, you were very um and ahhing of if you even liked yeah. this movie. And, and then I was like, okay, now this has kind of put me off because some of our friends went and saw it. And yeah, again, they had the same sort of view. They were like, I don't really get it. Or, you know, it was too much Wes Anderson, or it was too much this, it was too much that. I watched it this morning, and I have to say, Barry, I think this is my, like, in my top three Wes Anderson movies. I really love wow. this film. Like, wow. it goes okay. Bottle Rocket, Fantastic Mr. Fox, and then this. Yep. <laughs> like, wow. I just, I loved it. I got it. It just, it just clicked yep. with me, and I don't know why. So, we're, huge spoilers for this movie, everyone, if you haven't seen it. We're going to spoil the crap out of it. So, yeah so basically yeah this movie is a whole bunch of wacky people meet in this fictional town that looks like a play set because everything's kind of a play that uh, that's happening as it's being yep played out it's confusing to explain but it, and then you watch it and it's just as confusing but you slowly yeah. get drawn into this world there's an alien there's governments there's there's dudes that are freaky tom hanks is got a mustache all sorts yep. of wacky stuff is happening, and then by the end of this movie, I don't know if this was for you, but it just everything made sense. It just clicked for me, Barry, and it didn't. It didn't click for you. This, it this, didn't click for me, buddy. <laughs> Barry, nothing happens in this film, and that's why it's great. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's great. Exactly. Nothing happens at all. It's great. And I'm just like, what the hell was I just watch? What did I just waste nearly two hours? watching where a film just ends and i'm just like so that was it okay cool Harry, <laughs> Harry, i got to the end and i'm like that was awesome that was near perfect <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> it just it clicked for me barry this film's about nothing and yet it means everything it, it, it delves into human existence and like the meaning of yeah. life and everything and it doesn't give answers because the characters don't find out the answers. Everyone's looking for some kind of answer in this movie and none is given. And I love it. <laughs> Just It's so different. <laughs> and it's only an hour and 45 minutes long. So it's it's under two hours. It's an easy little get through watch. But yeah, it's confusing easy. as hell. General audiences. <laughs> I'm surprised that general audiences liked the movie as much as they were saying when it came out because this is a very weird movie. This is an odd film in every meaning yeah. of the sense. Um, well, that's the thing. I've yeah. never been a massive fan of Wes Anderson. Like, True. I've always thought that his films and everything like that, sure, they are uh, cool, really to watch visually and everything like, and so is this film. Yet again, he has outperformed himself with Asteroid City and the yes. set design and everyone behind that is phenomenal and how they do like in a camera and then on stage and everything like that and the whole meta thing i enjoyed that whole thing but it was just i don't know something about the overall story it was literally about nothing <laughs> to me kind of the, it, it's it's weird because i think that's the but point, it was also Barry. a story <laughs> The yeah, point. It's, yeah. It's, it's a story about nothing. It's just a look into internal characters where nothing changes. They don't feel any different at the end of the movie and they wonder why. And that's changes them wondering why nothing is changing, why nothing is getting better, why nothing is getting worse, why why anything's happening. And that it's, it's I don't know why it, it makes sense to me, but, but I yeah. love this movie. Yeah, All well, right. that's the thing because, like, I love like really love 
Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's probably my oh, favorite yes. one he, he's done. Um, and good. then also French Dispatch as well. I didn't mind that one. Yep. And obviously um, Grand Budapest Hotel. and I love you know, Grand Budapest, his, his, yeah. Yeah. Bottle yeah. Rocket. Yeah. Um, yeah, so and Bottle Rocket as well. But it was just something about this one. I just wasn't getting caught on with it. It just didn't, like, entice me enough with the story of it all. And that's with a lot of films and stuff like that, or even video games that I play. It's, for me, most of the time, it is the story. It is the character growth of characters that we see throughout it, what events yeah. this film that changes them as a person and everything like that. And where with this, no one changes. And I'm just like, what's the point? <laughs> that's that's, it. that's um, what the, yeah, well, that's the point. Because yeah, that's what yeah. the character's are asking at the end of the movie as well. They're like, what was the point of all this? And I didn't like it. <laughs> I loved it. The it only character so I did absolutely love um, was obviously um, Brian Cranston's, who was the narrator of this one. <laughs> And the part as well the where he like popped up. Yeah, I'm not in this scene. Oh, wait a minute. That really got oh. me. Like the whole meta side to it and everything like that. Like it was a a, a play within a play almost. Um, yes. What we're watching and everything like that. A TV it, show about a play. Yeah, but then it got it kind of confusing because it was also a play because Brian Cranston was narrating yes. about the writer. Which and he then was that also narrator in, was talking about. In the play. And he was also in the play himself. <laughs> So, you know, that whole element was just, like, really cool. And, like I said, the whole aesthetic and the vibes to it all and just, you know, like, his zany characters that he that he almost writes, they're just, like, the most weirdest, unique characters. But for so this weird. one, yeah, it was just, like, in all these other ones, there was character growth almost with these characters. And I understand, like, obviously the point, like you were saying, to this film wasn't necessarily, like, these characters weren't meant to grow. They just kind of, like, go to this place where... Obviously, an alien comes down. That's the, that's the big plot line to this. They go to the asteroid city, an alien comes down, and they're all just shocked because everyone's like, oh, my God, it's an alien. This is the first time ever. And then that kind of Not distorts really everyone's minds and stuff it. like that. <laughs> no. No, that's the thing. Like, it was just like, okay, an alien came down. We're going to go back to our normal lives now after spending a week in asteroid <laughs> city. So, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, it was just like one of those things. Because um, even in, was it the, the Darjeeling Limited? One that he did? Limited, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, those characters, they all had a growth by the end. They all changed by the end of it. Where with this one, characters don't change. And for some reason, I didn't like that. I I just didn't like it. I was just like, what's the point? (laughs) (laughs) They they went through all that and everything like that, and they spoke to one another. I'm just like, okay, cool. That was a movie. I don't know know why it's clicking with me as much as it is, Barry. I enjoyed this movie. This movie is one of his funniest, too. Like, there's some really clever jokes in this movie. Like the Brian Cranston one, for example. The production design. Even just the... Yeah, everything else is really funny. The Roadrunner that meep meeps and... (laughs) Yes, that's right. The Roadrunner. Yeah, because it was kind of like blending... um, One thing about this film, I will admit. It was literally like... All the films that he's done, animated, live action, all combined into one almost for this film because it had um, obviously both both elements to it. And, um, yeah, it was just, I don't know. I just, I just didn't that's, enjoy that's it. The, that's the thing is it, it combines all of his previous work. So what I think this film is is a look inside himself. I think this is him yeah. writing about him, which is meta because the story is meta and he's the writer dude writing about the writer dude and he's just kind of wondering what was the point of everything i've made like he's yeah. made all these things what was the point 
he's where he was when he started, really. Being Darth, he hasn't True. changed. No, really? no, he hasn't changed. He has not changed. He's just gotten more oh, Wes Andian scene. Yeah. So that, <laughs> but it, which which reflects in this film, it feels like this is just a look inside his head, and I love his writing, especially his dialogue. <laughs> He's probably like my favorite dialogue writer, alongside like Quentin Tarantino of all filmmakers, yeah. just because of how unique and different everybody speaks. Like the words that yeah. come out of people's mouths are so poetic, yet so refreshing and unique and new and. It's insane the level of, like, weird creativity that this guy has. And I think this movie is just him looking inside himself, trying to find an answer through his art. And he doesn't find one. Yeah. That no, of itself is art. Not. <laughs> no, he doesn't. So the characters don't. And I love that. It, it's, it's, it's very hard to explain um, how this film is. Or honestly, anything about this film. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it just works for me, Barry. Uh, and I'm probably just going to keep yeah. saying that over and over because I don't know what it else to it say. It just works. It just works for Clayton. It just but works yeah, no, that's the thing. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is the first ever film where you and I are quite, like, opposite ends of it, if, if, yeah. if I'm being honest. I think, yeah, this is the first film where it's just like, oh, this hasn't really attracted the both of us. But that's the thing, though. Yeah. Like, oddly enough, if you gave me Fantastic Mr. Fox, I would rate that very highly. Oh, yeah. The same thing as, um, like, Grand Budapest Hotel and French Dispatch. Yes. But there, yeah, there was just something about this one. It just didn't. It didn't entice me enough. It didn't catch. I didn't get the hook like you are. You know, maybe I might have to watch it again. I wouldn't mind watching it again no. just for all the subtle details and stuff like that. Because how much he puts detail in his background and like everything going on at once. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very insane with his films. That's why you can watch them multiple times. Um, I feel like. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just it was just something about it just didn't hook me. Didn't hook me. It's true. I feel like this film would work as like a rewatchable thing as well because the film itself has looping moments. Like uh, when the, yes. the guy yeah. in the hot rod drives past and he's getting chased by the same police car like four times throughout this movie. It, f it feels kind of loopy. Like the film itself is yeah. going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it is, but like the characters aren't, the events that are unfolding around them aren't. But yeah, no, I, I don't know why. <laughs> like, I get yeah. why you don't like this film very, but. Well, that's the thing, because <laughs> yeah. I love normally wacky, crazy yeah. films and stuff like that. But this one, it just it didn't hook me, man. It it, it just didn't hook me. And I'm not oh, sure. Man. Maybe it was just as well. I felt like with the actors' performances, I don't think they were the best in this movie compared to what I've seen them do in his other films, if I'm being honest. And I get, like, obviously the reason yeah. why this is such a remote film and everything like that. Um, that it was filmed during COVID, under COVID precautions and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, it was just like even um, what's his name, the main guy, Jason Strotson, and um, yeah, stuff like that, and Schwartzman. Like even yeah. his character and Edward Norton's and one and stuff like that. It just didn't like. It wasn't as best as other films that they were in with right. Wes Anderson, if you know what I mean. Like it just didn't feel yeah. there to me. I and I think maybe it could have been. Maybe it was getting too meta and they weren't sure how to be like that line because they're trying to be serious about it all because it's meant to be a play within a play within a play yeah i think they're and kind of like zoning in and out yeah, yeah. but the other, when other films do that like deadpool for example and everything like that like there it's a wacky film they say wacky jokes and it's you kind of expect that and where with this type of film you know i just don't feel like it works so well 
that type of thing. Like it just got mm. too much on top of itself. And especially with an amazing cast that it is, but I feel like there was too much of a cast. Like there was way too many characters in this yeah. film. Way too many. That's true. I feel like, yeah, if the cast was dropped down, then it would, yeah, probably a bit yeah. more grounded. But then also because it doesn't go anywhere, it might have been a little bit too less of a film. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I really like the performances, especially Jason Schwartzman and Scarlett Johansson, our two leads. I feel like she killed it in the role. She was, I don't know, there was something something oh, about yeah. her yeah. that I could feel. It was like just something about her performance was really like enticing. Like whenever she was on screen, I kept like watching her because I was like, there's something about her, something that's drawing me in and I can't put my finger on it. And I couldn't throughout the whole movie. And I'm not sure why. And yep. it feels like Jason Schwartzman was doing the same thing throughout the movie as he was. Yeah. Just kind of looking at her. What, what's up with her? I don't get it. Don't understand her. But, and yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Do you, do you get that Barry? Does that make sense? Or am I just no, spouting nonsense? No. <laughs> Like oh, somewhat like yeah, I I did <laughs> somewhat those two characters, um, yeah. like out of all the rest, if I'm being honest. But that's the thing; I would have preferred this film if it just followed those two characters. To to me, anyway. Um, uh, and that's kind of like a thing, anyway. Like how films I like and everything like that. I absolutely love and adore films that really just follow one character, like one story. We yeah. see him got all throughout it type thing and i felt like yeah maybe if they s- stuck with jason's um augie steinbeck character because yeah, it was a pretty cool character i will admit um and yeah, like I we like actually it. followed him like because obviously the whole premise is that he lost his wife or whatever for the role that he's playing and and stuff like that like i would it would have been really cool to see like the growth of that character and then he met midge which was scarlett johansson's character mm. and then seeing like his growth in that but that's the thing there was no growth Type thing. They were just kind of the same throughout, and then at the oh. end, they were still the same. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, as as the movie gone goes on, he starts questioning himself and things more. Like, um, towards the end of the film, he just burns his hand on a stove for no reason, yeah. and then he's yeah, trying he to figure out why he did it. So he's yeah. like, I don't know why I did that. Why? Why yeah. did I do this? And it, it it's, I don't know, why moments like that are sticking with me and just making me think like him. I don't know, Barry. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know either. But did we want to give it our final thoughts and reviews yes. for Asteroid City? Um, so do you mind if I go first? Because yes, obviously, yeah. Um, I'm going to give this movie a 5 out of 10. Um, yeah. I, that's the thing. I still enjoyed it, like everything, the aesthetic wise and everything like that. And it was kind of cool, like having it in a remote town, like they had it all set up and everything like that. Um, but yeah, it was mainly just the story and the characters. For me, anyway, personally, I just couldn't really follow it. And there was, I might go back now and watch it a second time. I normally do with his films um, and see if I enjoyed it a second time. But yeah, I just felt like it was too much of a big cast for what they wanted to do. So yeah, we weren't silly following one specific character too much and you know we weren't seeing growth with these characters um and i feel that's where it was biggest downfall for me so yeah yeah five out of ten oh very i feel really bad for rating this film uh this high because there's gonna be such a this is the biggest disparity between our reviews ever because i'm giving this film a 9.5 out of 10 wow (laughs) i i it's it's really hard to give it that high of a review because i can't really explain why it's that yeah. high 
or why it's the yeah. sticking with me that. And I think that's kind of the point because the movie itself yeah. can't explain why. Whole thing is yep. why, 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 and you don't know why, and I don't know why. But this movie is great. I I loved the performances. I was hooked on pretty much every second of this film, just in a weirdly enticing way, like with Scarlett Johansson character, for example. Looking at her was how I was looking at this movie, trying to make sense of it, and then obviously none of it making sense, which then in turn made it make sense in a way that I can't explain. Yeah, (laughs) so 9.5 out of 10 for me, uh, extra 0.5 because we got to see Scarlett Johansson. In a certain scene. Oh yeah, we got to see um, Scarlett Johansson nude. So you know that was a, that was also kind of a, <laughs> <again. laughs> kind of a win. Oh, kind God, of a win. Funny. Okay. It was really weird. Anyway. <laughs> Such a weird scene. It was a weird so moment. back on to our yeah. second topic of tonight's podcast, what we've been following for a while now. We are talking about Ahsoka Part Five: Shadow uh... Warrior. I still need to put Ooh. the Ahsoka theme onto the soundboard. But, you know, it's Clone Wars anyway. Yeah. Literally Clone Wars. Spoiler <laughs> warning ahead. We've done that button three times now. I think we've overused the button tonight, but that's all right. Still forget uh, this the was, buttons there. So still forget the buttons there. Um, <laughs> yes, this was basically Clone Wars. We had the first time ever in live action now, the live action Clone Wars with Hayden Christensen yes. as Clone Wars Anakin in the ah! suit and everything like that. Uh, but before we get to that part of it, uh, let's do a little little quick synopsis as to what happened. So basically, on the backbone of <laughs> last week's episode, which was phenomenal in itself, um, Ahsoka finds herself in the world between worlds and must confront her past, which is Anakin coming back as a forced ghost, or a lot of people were thinking now he has become the one, the one that he was Ooh, meant to be. The father. Um, the father. While Hera and her allies undertake a rescue mission on trying to find her and Sabine. Um, but yeah. yes, this was very much obviously uh, a Ahsoka Tano um, focused episode and going in mm-hmm. what they were doing in the world between worlds and everything like that. And this is what we talked about on last week's episode. So make sure to go watch that one um, before you start listening to this or just watch this one. Then go back and watch last week's episode, you know, do whatever you want, audience. Um, but we, were, I was very concerned about how they were going to do world between worlds in this show. Because obviously it was just teasing yes. the last week's episode. We didn't see much of it. We just saw... Um, Hayden Christensen come back as a so um Anakin. Um, where this one, this is how the world between worlds works. And oh my gosh, they did a phenomenal job. I did not expect this to be on a such a high level of Star Wars ever for this. This was absolutely outstanding. Um, oh boy. Yes. Yeah. This yeah. it was this, insane. It was insane. You know, and the, the the best part is just how Hayden Christensen comes back as Anakin, just so naturally. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. he never left the role, and there wasn't a period yeah. of, like, 15 years in between Revenge of the Sith and this. Oh, sorry, what, 20 years? No, almost 20 years. Almost 20 years. Yeah, we're getting there. Almost we're getting 20 years. There. Damn. Um, so, first thing is the de-aging on him looks a lot better than last episode, because it yes. turns out he wasn't present for filming the end of the last episode. They had to like chuck yeah, his face which on was a bit chuck his face on. Yeah, it was it was it's something weird. really janky they did. So you know, but yes, yeah. the um, CGI was a lot yeah. better done, and I think just uh, even as well, like they just mainly put makeup on him for a lot of the scenes as well. A bit more was just yeah. his natural face as well, um, especially when he was in. They're doing the Clone Wars flashback scenes, which was phenomenal in themselves. So basically, oh, yes. in this episode, it, it is. Um, obviously Ahsoka confronting her past 
and everything like that because obviously a very very big thing with her character is that she feels responsible for the downfall of Anakin and so did a lot of yeah. the Star Wars characters and what happened and everything like that. But this episode kind of shows that it wasn't her fault that happened yeah. in a way and she yeah, has to learn to overcome that. And what Hayden Christensen does is basically gives her one final lesson in that and goes full Vader mode in this episode <laughs> as well. And it is absolutely great. Um, the sword fighting, this episode, on point. And I yes. did, yeah, I did see what you meant by last week's episode yep. of the sword fighting yep. not being yep. that great. I did go back and watch it. I was like, yeah, mm. compared to this, I don't think anything's going to match the sword fighting those Won't these two be. actors did in this episode yeah, and with everything crazy. else going on. It was a whole nother level, this episode. Um, but oh, also yeah. as well, we did have um, flashbacks of a young Ahsoka, which they yeah. got, um, I forget uh, the actress's name? name, but she was in Barbie as the daughter. And she also yeah. played um, Gamora. young Gamora in Endgame. Yeah. I remember so, that, you know, yeah, that, was, that was pretty cool. But yeah, when they do the flashback Crazy. scenes, obviously they're going back when the Clone Wars first started. So we do see a very young Ahsoka with her original green lightsaber. And Hayden Christensen in the Clone Wars outfit on the Battle of Ryloth. I'm pretty yeah, sure it was. Yeah, and um, yeah, this is basically her Twi'leks. Yeah, um, her confronting like this is what war was, and her embracing like, the clones dying around her. Where back during the Clone Wars, clones were just seen as soldiers, expendable soldiers. Mm. Where Ahsoka mm. almost felt or, or always felt sympathetic for these characters and stuff like that. And you know, yeah. Hayden Christensen's Anakin is trying to teach her you must fight to survive essentially type thing like this this is how you win it's either life or death type thing so you must fight to to live essentially <laughs> um and then yeah obviously we go back to flash what scenes and then we get to the battle of mandalore Mandal battle of mandalore yes. the siege before, of mandalore before we, before we get to the mandalore um, can i talk yep. about everything we saw prior to that so basically yeah ahsoka wakes up in the world between worlds i'm like holy shit they're going in on this what's going to happen Anakin yep. starts fighting her with the best sword yeah. fighting that we've seen since Revenge of the Sith. It's he's saying yeah. how fast he is, how good he is. He does the he does the little flip <laughs> thing again the... from Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, <laughs> I learned how to do that as soon as I got a toy lightsaber. Anyway, yeah, so <laughs> that, that move. But no, it makes me wish that the rest of the lightsaber fights in the show were as good as this. It's like whoever takes. Yes. Aiden Christensen, how to use a sword should teach the other guys because this is disappointing with the rest of it because yeah. this one was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then anyway, everything goes yellow. And we're like, yeah. what's happening? Why does Ahsoka look like that? Her tendrils look a little small in the distance. What's going on here? Is that younger Ahsoka? And then we see phase one clones that aren't CGI. They're proper outfits. That's right. Yeah, past. it was the phase one. Just run out of the yeah. fog. Yeah. Whoa, as soon as that happened, I messaged you and I was like, Barry, you need to watch Ahsoka right now. <laughs> That's when I paused it. I was like, put that on right now. And you're put like, it I'm on right now. And then I'm going to put it on. But <laughs> yeah, so after that, we see Anakin run past. We see ATTEs. We see him in his Clone Wars armor. And it, it yes. just looks insane. He still looks it a little just old. fits so well, and though. Like, it, it's just so perfect looking. Because obviously, good. yeah, we have only seen it animated um version of it but it just fit him so well oh, like i would yeah. love a live action uh movie it now of <laughs> them wearing the armor that would be great the live action <laughs> Clone Wars movie. yeah that would yeah. be awesome 
We're gonna yeah, redo we it again. <laughs> we see parts of the Battle of Ryloth shaded in a like a fog of dust. We see a live action Captain Rex in his phase one armor. Yes. Yeah. Um, yep. Ahsoka's refusing to fight. And then we fast forward to, yeah, the Siege of Mandalore, where we see yep. phase two clones. The three, um, what are they, 332nd Battalion as Ahsoka's ones? Yes, so uh, yes, we see those. had the 332nd Battalion with the 501st as well, parts yep. of them anyway that joined them. Um, but yeah, also yep. as well, the big thing for this part is that obviously Anakin joins her um, where yep. he wasn't there in the battle for Mandalore. You know, I he was helping. Yeah, I don't remember this battle. Um, and that's the thing, like this is uh, quite a big moment as well um, as to understanding anakin actually is in this episode almost because he's not really a memory of ahsoka you know he's his own thing and he's and he's not a force ghost either it's it's weird because it it doesn't explain anything and it still doesn't really explain how the world between worlds works or any of this weird wackiness which i like i kind of like the keep it a mystery it feels very much like before the prequels how the force itself was like a yeah oh mystical thing don't talk about it and then they made it a thing with midichlorians yep. and stuff. So I, I hope that this doesn't become a midichlorian situation. And this is just, I don't know, space magic, like the gods, the Immortus gods, which it seems Anakin yeah. might be one of. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's his very big fan theory at the moment. But also as well, so obviously after the Siege of Mandalore flashback scene, we have the part where Anakin goes full Darth Vader mode again. As Anakin, though, not Literally. with the Darth Vader oh, outfit. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but... This is probably the best transitions I have ever seen in this episode, besides last week's one, between Anakin and Darth Vader. So in these scenes, they had literally Anakin going back and forth between the Darth Vader suit and just him with the glowing eyes and everything like that. And it was phenomenal because obviously you could tell that it was had to be two different actors in the suit yeah, doing the yeah. exact same path at the exact same time. And it just fit seamlessly. Like, that was just probably the best tra- transitions I have ever seen in anything. Um, definitely, definitely high up oh, there. Hell yeah. And then, obviously, yes, those two have a big, massive fight against one another. Um, Anakin with his full Sith eyes and everything like that. Anakin and, um, bodies her, man. Anakin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> completely wrecked. Get out of his it's yeah. great. And then, yeah, it is he great. eventually bests him. Yep. Um, and takes his lightsaber. Yeah but doesn't choose to fight him any further. And see, that's the difference between her and Anakin mm-hmm. um, and so everything like that. Yet, and there's <laughs> is hope. But also as well, during that scene, we do get a hint of Ahsoka's darkness because you actually do see her eyes glow a little bit of a red because obviously the lightsaber and everything, because she does have a dark side, but she chooses not to accept it like what Anakin did. And, you know, obviously after that, Anakin becomes good again because he realizes, like, I've trained you well this is the right way to do things mm-hmm. um and that's the thing i really feel like this is what dave filoni always wanted for anakin's character for him to be like well essentially to be the father he was meant to be the one the chosen one to bring balance to the yeah. force even though what he did and everything like that logically he did bring balance to the force and i feel like dave filoni is kind of retconning this it will enticing it even more being like he is basically like an immortus mm-hmm. god now yeah and he, literally he the, the balance of the yeah. force yeah <laughs> he is the balance of the force so yeah yeah i mean it makes sense it seems like yeah dave filoni is just kind of running with the biggest law things yep. and it's it's working yep. this is really good i was scared how they were going to do this episode and how they were going to oh, do Anakin yeah. justice and he yep. just he nailed it i was like this is perfect. he nailed it 
Hayden's and then we it. also have one of the best things that happened after that. Obviously, Ahsoka gets out of the world between worlds and she comes back as Ahsoka the White. Dun dun yeah. dun! Yeah, they <laughs> basically just too. ripped off Gandalf the Grey and stuff like that. But yeah. they've always done that. They kind of did that with Rebels, where they, before this show, they like retconned it because she was meant to wear a white robe in Rebels and oh, stuff yeah, like true. that. Um, and everything like that. And it that's was the in whole a, it point was in a wardrobe already. So, like, it was yeah, in her yeah, yeah. She had it. She had it. Her other clothes um, were But yeah, she's obviously gone through a rebirth as well as a character, Again. which was really cool to see. The third time. <laughs> yep, yep. So she's like, I'm back again. They can't kill Yay! me off. Everyone loves me. As long as Dave Filoni's still around at Star Wars. And then obviously no she uses the um, Pergles, the whales, giant space whales. Yeah. You get eaten by a whale. Uh, which is really, they got eaten by a whale. They did the Pinocchios. They did. They did do a Pinocchio. Um, and they yeah, obviously they used the Pergles to go to the other galaxy, which <laughs> basically where it ends. Yeah, and then obviously much. in between this episode is where we had Hera trying to search for Ahsoka and, and Jason's like, I can hear him in the waves and he hears the Star Wars yeah, battles and stuff like that. Yep. Yep. Which is pretty cool to see. Um, I feel like that was kind of the, the, the lower part of the show, this this episode. Yeah. I feel like those characters, yeah. I'm just like, okay, cool. Just just follow Ahsoka, please. But that makes um, sense. But yeah, they had to I'll get her out somehow. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it was um, fine. Yeah, that's basically the episode. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the fact that, yeah, Jason can hear it was cool. Um, it was a bit yep, weird seeing yep. Hera, Hera could hear it, but maybe that's because the war between worlds was kind of right there. People were saying, oh, she can use the Force now. I'm like, no, she can't. She can hear these no, things. No, no. Well, that's the thing, because this is what George Lucas has always said. Everyone can use the Force. It just depends oh. on how much they can use the Force. Oh, everyone you know? can use the Force. It's like poetry. Everyone, everyone can do it. <laughs> well, everyone has the Force in them type thing. Like, uh, yeah. It was an old interview with him. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, obviously, people it's, just have more power, like Jedi's and stuff true. like that. Over, over she banged course, a Jedi. So. She had a Jedi inside her, so yeah, she has yeah. some yeah. some extra powers from from that. I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> from that. <laughs> yep, that's how it is. Um, oh, and we get to see more of Chopper. That's always fun. And then, um, oh, one thing I would fun. like to mention uh, is the rebels in this episode weren't idiots. They weren't complete imbeciles. No, they showed up and they no, were actually they weren't. like, "All right, we'll hear you out. What's happening?" Okay, whales. All right, we'll move out of their way. You're good. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I was like, what? Oh, They're actually also smart as well, now? We smart had now? the Mandalorian in this episode, by the way. Yeah, we did. We did. John, John Wayne. What's his name? No, what's his this grandson's name? The one that actually does all the character movement for Mando and Pedro yeah. Pascal just um, like does the voiceover now. I think it's I John. I remember his name. Yeah. John Wayne? It's John Wayne's great-grandson. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, um, yeah, he's basically the guy that does yeah. all the movement for um, Brendan Wayne. That's it, Brendan Wayne. Um, he's the guy that's uh, basically okay. under the helmet majority of The Mandalorian. Well, basically all the last season of Mandalorian, it basically was him. And Pedro Pascal just did um, the voice um, for it. He actually made his little appearance and you saw part of his face. He had no talking lines, but, you know, he was there. He was okay. in it. That's cool. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, obviously the biggest takeaway was um, that, yeah, Hayden Christensen came back as Anakin and in a totally new form, new way, and completely hit it out of the park again with his character. Like like you were saying earlier, Hayden Christensen is Anakin Skywalker. Oh, yes. Like, he, he is. <laughs> like, it is phenomenal every time you see him come back, either as Anakin or Vader. He does that weird combination now. And also as well, there's one thing I want to point out as well. 
during that fight when he's like transitioning between Anakin and um, Vader that they also modulated his voice a couple times. Yeah, it sounded like a voice modulated like Darth Vader did. I was like, that's cool. That was cool. Sounded so good. (laughs) Again, the sound design in Star Wars is peak. It's honestly the most consistently good sound in any movie ever. It's the music. Yeah, the sound of Star Wars. The sound (laughs) of Star Wars. The sound of Star Wars. And there's. Yeah, there's not much else you can say about the sound no. of Star Wars other than it's perfect. No, it's not. Even yeah. when it's a terrible movie, the sound's gonna be great. And this was not a good. This was a. This was a great episode. <laughs> oh, of yeah. Ahsoka. Yeah, I yes. understand why now it was like put into selected cinemas and everything like. Oh, like uh, yeah, that. I would have loved um, to have seen this in cinema. That would have been cool. Oh, oh yeah. Um, and that's the thing, like, even like the cinematography on it, I feel like was a lot better done this episode than like all the other ones. Like Baloney, every man, shot looked phenomenal. <laughs> like there, there is literally a shot where Hu Yang and um, Ahsoka are sitting in the um, ship, like sitting right next to yeah. each other when all the whales come, and it is it is such a good looking shot. Like it literally yes. is. Yeah. And then the obviously the part word between worlds and everything like that, and like the whole battles that they show of um, Clone Wars era, like kind of being real smoky, and you only see like the big. Um, weapons and stuff like that in the background, a shadows type thing, because it obviously is meant to be like a mystery type thing. I feel like that worked really well in those scenes. Um, and yeah, it was just that whole dynamic of Anakin and Ahsoka. Even, yeah, the young Ahsoka actress that they did, did such an amazing performance up against Hayden Christensen, who was adored yeah. by Star Wars fans. She stood oh. her own in those scenes with him, I feel like. She kept up with him. And then obviously... Rosario Dawson with Hayden Christensen and their big fight scene and her standing up against him and everything like that for like one final lesson. And it's it's like once that. again was another episode was of Ahsoka where the side characters steal the show, but it's still good. It's like, poor Ahsoka, yeah. Yeah. she's getting sidelined in her own show because all of the other performances are so good. Hers is good yep. too, but it, it just makes it feel like it's no, it's the Hayden Christensen show currently, you know? <laughs> yeah, she's kind of like show. the glue holding, getting all these characters yeah. together in a way. You That's know, like true. all the characters are, are interacting her <laughs> in one way. Yeah. Waiting for Mando oh, yeah. to show up. The next two episodes are going to be just the Mandalorian again, and I'm, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Probably. We've got, what, Probably. three episodes left? We're over halfway through? Uh, yeah, so three episodes left now. This was part five because, yeah, only an episode season. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting three episodes because we still haven't even seen the new galaxy yet. That, the blue that's, guy. That's still a thing. Or, yeah, or Thrawn. You know, this is the mm. whole build-up for this new, what they're trying to do with the TV shows is to build to Dave Filoni's Thrawn trilogy, uh, which is going to be, I think, the next set of films that they are planning to do and everything like that. Or yeah. well, besides um, Lando's film yeah, Lando. now. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is meant to be the whole thing to tie everything into Force Awakens, you know, the, the new new <laughs> order and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh. it's just going to be actually kind of cool when we do have Thrawn, because I am very much looking forward to his character being put into the show. But it's just like, is he going to outperform Hayden Christensen's character and performance in the show when he Ooh, I comes hope in? So. I hope Because so far, every, every episode, everything. yeah, every episode yeah. is getting better than the last. You know, like it's remaining consistent yeah. and gradually yep. going better. Um, and I feel like this this season or this show is might be the exception of all the other Disney shows is actually going to end on a high. I have a very strong feeling because that's the thing. We're over halfway now and we haven't even seen Thrawn or True. the new galaxy. 
There's a whole new true. galaxy we have still have not seen yet, and this is the first time in live-action Star Wars or any Star Wars media besides the books, Legends and stuff like that, where we're actually going to visually see a brand new Star Wars galaxy, and we are going to see probably oh, the man. biggest, baddest villain in all of Star Wars, or one of the biggest, baddest That's villains true. in all of Star Wars. Oh, but I cannot wait till next week's episode. We're getting everything. We're yes. getting the new universe. Yep. We're getting the blue man group. Yep. We're getting everybody. It's yep. going to be insane. I can't wait it for it. It is going to be an insane episode. Uh, so we'll give final thoughts and ratings. So yes. my rating for this episode is going to be a 9.5. <laughs> so okay. far, this is the <laughs> best episode of Star Wars anything ever for me. Seeing those scenes with live action Clone Wars was just phenomenal to see because obviously I watched Clone Wars growing up as a kid and everything like that. Love Star Wars, and then seeing that put into live action with Hayden Christensen coming back against Rosario <laughs> Dawson, both of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time, actually sharing the screen together in live action was just great to see. And I've watched this episode now five times since it's come out. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I absolutely adore this episode uh, and love it so oh, much. I'll probably we watch it again tonight, if I'm being honest. Because <laughs> as we talked about oh it, God, I will Barry. watch it again. Um, but that's the thing. I think this what well, this is my new favorite Star Wars show now. Andor was good in all its glory and stuff like that because it was very gritty and stuff like that because of this one episode now. And obviously, like that could change because we still got three more. But I think it's going sure. to be quite a good ending because it's Dave Filoni writing the entire thing. He's you know overseeing everything quite meticulously. Um, yeah, so far this is my favorite Star Wars show um, that they've made. Yeah, no, I almost yeah. agree with you. I still prefer the first season of The Mandalorian to everything else. Yep. Just because that was such a killer. And I, the first episode of the first season of The Mandalorian is still my favorite Star Wars episode. This yep. one's up there. Because I'm giving oh, this yeah. one a 9 out of 10. This was almost perfect yeah. Star Wars. Again, little nitpicks, little things, just some little writing issues here and there, little fight issues. No, 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 no. It's still good. I still love yeah. it, and I still want more. Like, if this show stays this good, then I want, yeah, 30 seasons, 400 movies, whatever Filoni has planned, as long <laughs> as it stays consistently yeah. good. Um, so, yeah, yep. 9 out of 10 for me. Ooh. Nice. Very high scores. And that's the thing. I think it's currently sitting at a 9.7 on IMBD. Uh, or 9.4, wow. sorry, on IMBD. That's really uh, high for IMDb. Moment. Yeah, that is very high for IMDb. So. Especially Star Wars, man. No one yeah, rates things no, Star, Wars Star Wars is good fans. again. Star Wars is good again. We can firmly it's, until say it's not. after, after that the before. sequel trilogy and Mandalorian Season 3 and Book of Boba Fett, Star Kenobi. Wars is good. Barry, That's I'm right. telling you, it's Kenobi. the rule of balance. There's half of Star Wars is good and half of Star Wars <laughs> is bad. It's the rule of rule of two. And the other, <laughs> so the half, the half of um that Dave Filoni doesn't get involved with is the bad stuff. <laughs> much i mean you can throw like let's be know, honest of, the prequels and stuff in there then you got the good ones yeah, you, like, yeah i yeah. firmly believe that yeah, it's star wars is half good and half terrible it's <laughs> yeah like, it's meant to have the balance it's like the force it's meant to be balance yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh pretty much okay anyway, wrap it up there anyway i feel like that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode so. so thank you everyone for coming out listening to the podcast yet again make sure to follow us everywhere we have youtube we're on all the podcast places we're everywhere i have been your host barry this was clayton as well hello and we will see you in the next episode goodbye see you in the next time bye-bye
should come up with like an outro or something. Yeah. 